in New Orleans. They call the rising sun. Welcome to the show. We got Ben Boone in studio tonight. Zach Briel will be joining us shortly. Brady Galbraith and your host, Brady Hallmeyer. BG, how you doing? Doing well. It's good to be in studio with, with Ben Boone and we got Zach Z Beast joining us shortly. Yep. So it'll be a good start to the to the holiday break. A good start indeed. Uh we will talk Vikings in just a moment, but Boone, good to have you back on the pod. How have you been? Good. Yeah, can't complain. It's Wednesday and putting down a couple beers. Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Love it. Uh, well, let's dive into the Vikes game before Zach gets here and, and we get too sidetracked with, with Zach's comments. <laughs> um, it, it was obviously an ugly football game. 40-3. to three, um, I don't really think anybody saw that coming. At least I certainly didn't see it coming. Uh, and, and it was never really a ball game, which is disappointing. I mean, after, uh, is it Mayer, their kicker? Yeah. Uh, after he hit the second 60-yard field goal, after I don't know what the officials were doing on that first one. I, I, I don't think it was a catch on the sideline. They call it a catch. They let them kick the field goal. They make the field goal. Then they come back in and say, nope, the, the play was not supposed to happen. We whistled right before. And I think there was a timeout. I think Dallas took a timeout in there too. So it was a complete botchery from the officiating standpoint. Um, but then they do kick the field goal again, and he makes it again from 60 yards. And at, at that point, I was kind of like, yeah, this one's probably not going our way, even with the history of the Vikings this season coming back from, from double-digit deficits so many times this season. Uh, but it finally came back to bite us. Teresa, obviously a big storyline there, getting knocked out of the game. Concussion issues once again. He got uh, absolutely bull rush. I don't remember if it was Parsons or uh, I, don't, I don't know who it was. I think it was Parsons. Was it Micah Parsons? Uh, he got bull rushed in the first half of that game, knocked out. He will not be playing. Um Tonight, Thursday night, uh, prime time on Thanksgiving. But uh, we're going to see how Blake Brandle can do in his first start. He came in the last two weeks uh, mid-game, but we'll see what he can do with, I don't know, two days of practice, which kind of sucks. But um, we're going to see what he can do. Very good game when he came in uh, in Buffalo. He did not play so well last week at home against the Cowboys. But um, I don't know. I got a bunch of stats we can go through, but your reaction to the game. Yeah, obviously, it doesn't have to be said, but it was super disappointing, uh, not only losing to the Cowboys at home, but losing by 37 points as an 8-1 and team, um, especially after the Cowboys lost to the Green Bay Packers the week before, and then the Packers lost the week after, showing that we all knew it, they're not a good team. So to have all that happen, um, it was really disappointing. I was optimistic about the Vikings, especially after that Bills victory the week before, um, that we could beat any team in the league, and... I still think that's probably true if we show up and execute and play well. But at the, against the Cowboys, if you have doubts, it's definitely understandable since we just got dominated in all three aspects of the game. Um, yeah, it's too bad that Derisaw went out, especially with the year we've been having. But seeing how he did early in the game against Parsons, I think giving up at least one sack, maybe two sacks, I don't know how much better we would have been without or with Derrissaw in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you had stats to talk about. One stat I saw is that Kirk was pressured on 63% of the snaps, and you're just not going to win a football game no matter what your quarterback is if two out of three times your quarterback is getting pressured. Um, and he was getting pressured extremely quickly where Justin Jefferson on Trayvon Diggs, which I think was a huge mismatch for the Cowboys in that Jefferson is – so much better than Diggs. We couldn't get him the ball because Kirk didn't have the time to, to take five steps back, even take three steps back and survey the field and try to throw it out. It was just a huge bummer, and we're going to have to get back on track tonight uh, against the Patriots because if Parsons isn't the best pass rusher in the league, then the Patriots probably have the best pass rusher in the league. I'm blanking on his name because I didn't do my research. Judon. But I know he's leading the league in sacks he thus is. far. Yep. So... Brandle, like you said, he did awesome in the Bills game. Cowboys game, I'll give him a slide. It's tough coming in like that, cold off the sideline, and playing against Micah Parsons. That's a really tough, tough call. Um, so now with a short week preparation, I hope that he can get ready because we're going to need him to to win this game against the Patriots team because, as we've seen there, the Patriots offense is not, not very good, but that defense is great, 
And it shows that if you have a great defense like the Cowboys did, it'll just change the game if you get the ball on the 40-yard line or the 35-yard line every single possession. So I guess to recap, it was a horrible Vikings game. I'm ready to put that in the past. And I think having a game on Thursday night is kind of an advantage for us where we can wipe out the history, have short memory, go into a quick new game, um, not waiting until Sunday to, to linger and think about that game even more. Just get a chance to prove that you are an 8-2 and two team that should be 8-2 and two, and go out and win in the national limelight on Thanksgiving Day against the Patriots. Yeah, I, I think especially when you look at the team coming in, the Patriots, the game they just played uh, against the Jets, they completely defensively at least shut down uh, the Jets for all four quarters of that football game. But a very physical game, a lot of running, cold weather, I'm sure. Uh, and then you look at our game, and we are basically done by the third quarter. Uh, obviously, Kirk got banged up quite a bit. Uh, Zadarius is playing with a banged up knee. He wasn't full force. Daniel Hunter actually looked pretty good. He was one of the few bright spots I had from that game. But when you compare the two weeks, or the, the last two weeks for these two teams, uh, the Vikings really didn't have a very physical game because they were never really in the game um, against Dallas. So. There is some depth issues for sure, and we're starting to kind of stack up injuries, especially in the, in the secondary. Uh, it sounds like Evans practiced today, Caleb Evans. Um, sounds like he's going to get the start. I think Andrew Booth is questionable. I'm not sure if he's going to play. He had some left knee soreness they were reporting. Um, but but just to wrap up some of the Dallas things, yeah. Um, Six sacks uh, from the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they had seven, but six of the sacks for them came on a four-man pass rush. They only blitzed, I think, four times in the game uh, with a 50% pressure rate. I mean, that's you can't win football games doing that ever. And now with Derrissaw, who's for sure not going to play, uh, and, and Brandel, who had the 26.5 PFF blocking grade <laughs> last week. Ben Boone, how are we going to get some offense going against another good uh, another good blitzing attack, or not necessarily blitzing attack, but another good pressure rate team, one of the highest in the NFL. Well, it's a good thing I'm not <clears throat> I'm not OC for the team because if it was me, I would just go four verts every time mm-hmm. to Jefferson. But usually, you can kind of manipulate that and double team certain people. Uh, I saw Jefferson. I listened to his interview uh, maybe a Sunday after the game or, or Monday. Uh, at after practice or, or film or whatever, and he kind of said something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way in the sense, not anything he said, but kind of makes me think where's kind of the connection with him and, and KOC, because he he said, hey, if it was up to me, we would have made adjustments at halftime. Obviously, no adjustments were made, mm-hmm. so that strikes me as a little concerning. But yeah, when you have a backup tackle in there guarding a dude who possibly could win MVP this year if it wasn't a quarterback award. Uh, Probably will win Defensive Player of the Year for sure. I think hands down. Yeah, it's like BG said, it's great that it's a short week because you get there Thursday, what, you have four days in between, and you just really roll it back out, make sure your guys are healthy and and get after it. Patriots, uh, to beat them, just score 10 points, 11 points. So if you told me, like, to be honest, looking back at it, if – I kind of had a feeling this was going to be our, our drop game in the sense that, hey, we're coming off such a high, high uh, of, of uh, have, you know, beating the Bills on the road in the fashion that we did. But uh, with it, you know, against Cowboys, whatever, we drop it going into the year. If you told me 10 games through, we're 8-2, and two, I'd say, hell yeah, sign me up all day for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's going to be, I mean, two teams that, that – don't really handle the pressure well, and I think um, I was—I have a stat down here somewhere. Mac Jones, there we go, is the the worst quarterback in the NFL this season when pressured uh, per expected points added. That's the EPA stat. We talked a little bit about that last week, but Jones was sacked six times on Sunday against the Jets, uh, and then on the other side of the ball, they got Matthew Judon. We talked about him a little bit, and Dietrich Wise. Uh, they are the second best pressure rate in the NFL, behind only Zadarius and Daniil Hunter. I think they have 94. Combined pressures, uh, where Zadarius and Daniil have, I think, 96, so two more. Uh, but two of the best pressure rate combos in the NFL going out against a couple of backups, too. I mean, we talked about Brandel, who's going to start at left tackle. Um, I think the Patriots' left tackle is out. I can't remember his name, but he's been out for a few weeks. So they have a backup in as well. It's not his first start, but they have a backup in as well. So two things to watch there from how 
how do we handle the pressure early? How do they handle the pressure early? Um, and maybe maybe we blitz a little bit this week. Uh, you never know. One thing I just want to add just with Darius, uh, uh, how hard is the NFL going to look at kind of that concussion protocol? Because how many guys <clears throat> have gone in, like Tua comes to mind, where they clearly get concussed and then, oh, they pass concussion protocol, they play Sunday, and then they get another concussion that Sunday? The NFL has to do something because Darisaw, obviously, I don't know what his symptoms were, but I've had concussions, uh, and within a week, you're probably still shouldn't be playing, let alone having Micah Parsons hit you in the helmet in the head. You. Right? Yeah, snap it, your head back. To me, it should almost be like an automatic one game, you're out, just you know, without fail. Uh, just too many of these guys are just getting repeat concussions before their first concussion even passes. What if you have a guy on your fantasy team that you're hoping to get back next Sunday, like Joe Mixon? Yeah, so usually I don't have Christian Darris on my fantasy <laughs> team, so that's not something I need to worry about. Uh, and I was probably playing Tua the week he came back, so I was hoping they would keep him out. But, yeah, I agree. It uh, Like if Jefferson got one, I'd say put him back in, like absolutely. Yeah. Same same game, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just sucks for Darisaw. Like you said, he had some issues, I think, the week before, maybe two weeks, um, getting hit in the head and going into the concussion protocol. And you see, especially this year, I feel like they're um, landing definitely on the conservative side with everything that happened to Tua and how, I believe, how pers- uh, horribly managed that was, that they're going to take the very conservative side on people who have multiple instances. So... I saw they declared him out for Thursday's night game, the yep. night of the Cowboys game still. Um, so, I mean, hopefully we get a dub Thursday, and then he's got a long week, a uh, long week in a few days to get healthy for, I don't know who we play after that, but then the, the Jets. next matchup yeah. against yep. the Jets. So Maybe. And then another thing I was going to mention, which Boone, you kind of alluded to <clears throat> earlier, is I think the main thing I'm going to be looking for this game against the Patriots isn't necessarily the offensive line, but it's KOC and how O'Connell reacts and changes his game plan, if at all. Um, up until the game against Dallas, obviously we are 8-1, and one, and there was really zero or little criticism to KOC, and I think that's totally accurate that there shouldn't have been because we're 8-1. and one. Um, But it seemed to me like didn't adjust at halftime, like we already said. Jefferson alluded to those comments, but it almost seemed like we didn't game plan against the opponent, like based on the opponent we were playing. We just game plan based on our offense, our defense, just Mm -hmm. our team internally, which I understand sometimes that's the right move. But I think when you play such a great team like the Cowboys and they have Micah Parsons, they have guys who can take you right out of the game, that either one, you have to adjust your game plan where I was thinking about the Packers and all the quick passes they do, the one-step slants, the one-step out. If you're getting pressure like that, that's got to be at least something you try in the week leading up to that game because, I mean, I'm not a coach, but I knew that we were going to get pressured like crazy against that Cowboys D-line. And like we said, he didn't adjust at all. And yet, so that's my second point, is that we didn't adjust it at all. Mm-hmm. At the first half, I don't know what, we were down 17 at that point or maybe even I more. I think it was 20, 23-3 at half. After 23 at half. <laughs> both yeah, yeah that 60-yarder <laughs> twice in a row. Drilled it, too. Yeah. We Second didn't, one we didn't adjust it yeah, at all, especially with Darisau out. We knew he was going to be out for the game. We had Brandel in, and we didn't even think, okay, well, maybe we should put a tight end to Chip Parsons or mm-hmm. at least do more screens or uh, more runs or sweeps to the right with Kirk uh, to throw it out to get him away from Micah. I understand that it's one game, and again, this is KOC's first year, and I think he's done phenomenal so far. So I'm looking forward to see how he reacts against another good team. I think the Patriots are a good team. And they're very similar to the Cowboys in that they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they're probably one and two with their defensive line. So I'm hoping we see adjustments. We're far too much of a talented team all the way around to lose to the Patriots. So we we should really bring this home, and I think it's I think it's a must win for us. Yeah, I mean it's as close to a must win as you can get at eight and two. I think. Uh, but yeah, we're still four games ahead. But yeah, I think this just shows the type of team we are. If we're going to be competitive in the playoffs. I feel like this is a must win. Can't lose to the Cowboys at home by 37 and then go back home and lose to the Patriots who struggle to put up double digits. Yeah, and the keys to beating the Patriots, don't give them special teams touchdowns. The Jets learned that the hard way last week. And then don't give up pick sixes or, or, or you know fumble recovery, scoop and score touchdowns. Make 
the Patriot offense go put up 17 points and beat yeah. you. Because mm-hmm. if you do that, you're going to have a damn good chance of winning against those cats. Um, but the other thing is, speaking of injuries before, Dalvin Tomlinson, a guy we haven't talked about. He's been out the last three weeks, got hurt against Arizona back in, I think, week eight it was. But he was a limited participant in practice today. So That's a good. potential to have Dalvin Tomlinson back. Uh, KOC at the presser this week did not give a firm answer on that. I think it's going to be a game-time decision on Tomlinson. But since he's been out, um, the three games he's been out, the Vikings have given up 137 yards, 150, uh, sorry, 175 and 151 on the ground in those kind of shaky wins over Washington. And then the Buffalo game was just awesome. But uh, and then the 151 to um, basically to Tony Pollard, and then like four carries for for Zeke on the goal line. But besides that, it was basically all Pollard. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, if he's not in there, you can expect. I mean, you can expect it already, but if if Tomlinson doesn't play tonight, you can expect Belichick to probably run the ball 55, 60 times. One thing just going off that, not to compare Delvin to Josh Allen, but how much goes into it of like an NFL coach or coaches or or just team kind of hiding a a player's injury so that you just can't truly game plan around them? Like with Josh Allen, he looked 100, maybe 110%. Like he looked until he gave up that interception and got hurt again. Like, he looks solid. And I just think it's kind of BS that these teams can not give full reports on injuries. Yeah, I think it's part of the strategy. Like, in the week leading up to the Bills game, I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter, but he's on the practice field, Josh Allen. He's in his red jersey. He sees that the cameras and the media crew is out, and he just runs to the locker room. Where I'm sure he was told to do that just because it's a part of the game. And NFL teams, any team can win any week. They want to get as much edge as they can. And I don't know if it's changed more so recently, but now, like on injury reports, there's no longer a probable designation, and there's no mm-hmm. longer um, a doubtful designation. I'm not sure if there still is a doubtful. Like questionable, doubtful. Yeah, they're still yeah. questionable. And I don't know why they went away with that. Because it sure. used to be a thing. I think maybe last year they went away with it. But I think it's certainly a part that, some coaches include in their game plan. Keep the guys guessing because I don't know if we had to, as the Vikings, plan for uh, Case Keenum and Josh Allen. Keenum and those are very two too. Di- and those are very two different guys. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Um, another injury thing to keep an eye on, I mentioned it before, but Zedarius Smith banged up knee. He only played 25 snaps against Dallas. I mean, part of the reason is because we weren't in the football game after halftime, but uh, just nine snaps against the run for Zedarius last week. Um, no sacks for him, no sacks for the team, actually, um, altogether, the Vikings. But nine and a half sacks for, for uh, Zadarius, got to keep him healthy. I mean, I think you keep him on a snap count if he's sore at all. Obviously, you do have the, the mini-buy coming up, a 10-day break before the Jets come to U.S. Bank Stadium the next Sunday. But you, you got to keep him healthy because as much as, as we want to say it's a must-win game, what's a must-win game is going to be eight weeks from now when you're playing a divisional round or, or an AFC uh, semifinal, what is that called? The conference championship. Um, but that's uh, that's eight weeks from now, so we'll we'll manage that when we get there. But Zadarius, keep an eye on him. Um, red zone woes will be another thing, kind of to keep an eye on. The Vikings are the worst. Uh, they were ranked last in the league in red zone defense. They give up touchdowns on seventy-one percent of drives. They get to the red zone. Flip side of things. The Patriots are the second worst team in the league at scoring touchdowns in the red mm. zone. So it's uh, somebody's oh has got to go type of situation here where uh, you hope the Vikings end up on the, the better side of that in the red zone. Um, I think that's all I got. I, I saw a stat somewhere this week. I think it was four of the seven Kirk sacks on Sunday were after the two and a half second mark. And this is kind of getting back to what you said earlier, BG, about getting quicker developing routes. Cousins, he's been that way for a long time. He likes to hold the ball and look to three or four options, and then he oftentimes gets chased down from behind because he doesn't have the best awareness. But uh, you got to find a way to get the ball out of his hands quicker when when we have backup offensive linemen in the game and they're getting all kinds of pressure. And it's not going to get easier in, in 10 days when the Jets come to town because they're like the fifth best pressure rate team. So, I mean, it's a couple of, of three really good pressuring quarterback teams in a row and it'll be interesting to see in the middle of it here in week two of these good pressure rate teams what 
uh, KLC comes back with and, and what this offense can do. Because we got to get the ball out of Kirk's hands quicker than two and a half sacks, uh, two and a half seconds, especially when you're giving up seven sacks on a game. I mean that that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so a couple things to work on there for for play calling this week. We'll see how they do. Uh, any other Vikings bits from Sunday or looking ahead to tonight? Just ready to get on with with this week here and kind of get that Cowboys loss just behind us. Move on. When I was looking at it, it's kind of this four-game stretch of, who is it, Bills, Pats, uh, Jets, and then... Giants? Is that the Giants? Giants, yep. Where I, I looked at Lions it, and I was like, if we can come out at least 2-2, two and two, I'd be whatever. 3-1, and one, I'd be ecstatic. 1-3, and three, you'd be like, whoa, what, what the hell happened? So if we honestly just kind of beat the Pats, beat the Jets, or split one of those games and beat the Giants, I'd be pretty... I'd be okay with that. Walking out of that stretch, two and two. So Pats uh, tonight, Jets next Sunday, Lions the Sunday after. Then we go to, actually, I think the Colts come here. No, it looks like we go to Indianapolis. Uh, then it's the Giants, the Packers, and the Bears okay. to wrap things up. Both Packers and Bears on the road. Yep, And correct. Lions. Yep. And Lions. And the Lions. Yeah, it looks like the Colts <laughs> Don't remind at us home. of last year. And the Giants at home on Christmas Eve. Um, should we talk a little Timberwolves basketball? Let's do it. Nine and eight now, I believe. Is that correct, Boone? Four Might game win four streak. Game win streak. Yeah, uh, for the rolling. Howl, they're still getting booed at home. Uh, they it, should. In the Timberwolves news this week, I guess it's Rudy Gobert uh, in the post game presser saying that he would he, he wants the home crowd uh, to appreciate their play more and uh, have their backs. I think is is a terrible way to paraphrase what he said, but uh, I don't know. What, what did you think of that, Boone? If if I if I so I boo from my living room. <laughs> if I was giving this team money, damn right I'd be booing too. You have D'Angelo Russell turning the ball over, getting backdoor cut on. I'm so well, happy they paid did about not, 300 grand a game. They have not given him extension. Like I saw a stat of McLaughlin today. It was something like I saw it. he he leads the league in like plus minus or something. Like his assist to turnover ratio is either one or three. Like not that McLaughlin's a starting point guard, but can I? He can very I, well could be on. Can I team. start the push to bring Tyus Jones back, please? Yeah. He's a starting caliber point guard on a team that Cat's going to go get his, Ant's going to go get his, but also Tyus takes care of the ball. He's awesome in the pick and roll. I would have Tyus over D'Lo. I'd rather take Tyus. I'd rather take Trey Jones, who defender. Bring them both. I'd rather, and I've said this last year. I'd rather have Jordan McLaughlin start for us than D'Lo. We did it in crunch time against Memphis in the playoffs last year because D'Lo was that bad, and he has not improved since then. And we don't need another scorer on the floor. We need no. a, somebody who can start the offense for us and not turn the ball over. And the stat I thought you were going to say, Jordan McLaughlin is the number one plus-minus player on the Timberwolves this whole season. He's mm-hmm. plus 70. Yep. Anthony Edwards is second at like plus 35. Maybe I don't even want to. I don't even want to know what Delos is, but I can yeah. guarantee you it's negative. Yeah, by a lot. And I mean, some of the, with McLaughlin, to be fair, some of that's at the end of the game, and you're not going against the starters. But I think there's a clear difference between Delo and Jordan McLaughlin when they're in the game and how the team operates. One's getting paid probably twenty million a year. One's getting paid two. One's three. working for the next contract, where the yeah. other one kind of expects it. Where I was watching the Wolves, it was it was uh, God, who were they playing? It was the other night. I don't know if you watched, but uh, Jordan McLaughlin had like four or five threes or like three or four, like he hit a bunch of threes. And then not only did he hit the three, he was sprinting back and taking away uh, against steals from them trying to go deep and, and get easy run out layups. And there's no way in hell D'Lo's like doing imagine that. Imagine D'Lo hits a step back three. He's pointing to his like veins. To the yeah. crowd, his buddy's going down the there veins, dunking it. Like, and then they get a wide open alley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Major so. difference in, in how hard they play. And I think a lot of times in the NBA you see that with guys playing for that next contract as opposed to guys who have gotten that yeah, contract. Yeah, just like Nas Reed, I think, is in that same conversation. <laughs> We're playing for a contract. He's been great um, when we bring him in off the bench. But going back to the Timberwolves overall, yeah, four-game win streak is great. I'm not too overly impressed by it because the teams we have been playing have been hurt. Just like the Heat, we're down three starters. The Sixers are down three or four starters, and we are barely winning those basketball games. I'll take it for sure, especially with the, the past four games, the last time we did the pod and how horrible we were. We are winning games, which is great. Um, I'll, I'll take whatever we can get, but... We're going to have to keep getting better, and I don't totally agree with the Go Bear comments about 
if you're going to boo, don't come to the games or whatever. I did see that Chris Finch almost or also commented Kinda on that. back at him. And he said, yeah. if they're booing, they probably have a reason to do exactly. so. Which yeah. I, totally, I totally that. agree with. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said before, I wish Finch would stand up to town sometimes and just pull his ass out of the game when he's flopping. Mm-hmm. And I like Finch. I like Finch's comments there. I'm sure he's no, he was going directly against their star player, Gobert. And he said what was on his mind, and I totally agree with it. So I think we need more of that in our head coach. And, yeah. and a couple timeouts when people take runs. Yes, he too. needs to get yeah, much he's better at his timeout taking. Yeah. Uh, well, they haven't drawn me back in. I still I still don't watch the games, but I'll, I'll uh, check out the box scores and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the, I think the interesting thing is the, the stat you brought up, plus 70 uh, for Jordan McLaughlin. And I think it was four threes in a row the other night um, that he hit. That's big time. Big time. But uh, how about Pat Bev? Is there any chance we get him back? As much as I love LeBron and want him to be out there to – Kind of help LeBron. Have you been out. watching the Lakers games? God, it's you can't because apparently Pat Bev has been doing really bad. He's is yeah, what I've he been is. hearing. Really? But I can't watch the Lakers because they're the Lakers and they're horrible this year. And not to say I told you so, but I said that Russell Westbrook trades the worst trade ever. Uh, you can't put those two, LeBron and him together. But Pat Bev coming back to Minnesota could be a a deadline deal. I don't know what I'd be comfortable giving them. Uh, I'm trying to think of like our young guys. Like, I want to give them Noel. I want to give them Reed. I like. I don't know what you'd give up to take Austin Rivers off our hands, and we'll take because Bev's on a two-year deal. I think we gave him a two-year extension. Maybe a, no, we gave him a one-year, like ten or twelve million. So we'd be paying half that salary. Maybe a draft pick. Maybe D'Lo. Yeah, we're kind of running <laughs> out of those draft picks. Though. Take. Yeah, we don't have too many. <laughs> but if if shit really hits the fan. You can always trade cat for some draft picks. Like hey, if, if this experiment does I want not to get rid work. of D'Lo first, but yeah. Well, D'Lo, maybe just don't resign order. him, and then but yeah. then is he up this year? For yeah, mm-hmm. it's his last year. Thank God. But thank God they yeah. have not been able to strike a deal because I'm sure D'Lo wants 25, 30, and the Wolves are like, dude, you sucked in the playoffs. You've yeah. sucked the first twenty games of the season. We're not paying you more than 15. Yeah. Yep. Wolves and Pacers tipping off as we speak, actually, uh, as we record. But uh, yesterday, if you're listening now, uh, we going to win tonight? I think so. I saw a lot of uh, sharp saying that the Wolves are going to pull out a win. I do like the Pacers, but yeah. Here's a quick trivia. Name three Pacers players right now. Halliburton, uh, who's the dude from Oregon, Um, the wing, young guy. Well, he was young. I can only name two. Miles Turner, Buddy Healed. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Chris Duarte. Duarte was yeah, the that guy was I was trying to think from Oregon. I don't know into Oregon. But, but, but yeah, we should win this game. There's four. Um, if you're wondering why you haven't heard from Randy yet, he is currently serving a one-week suspension uh, due to Iowa Hawkeyes beating the Minnesota Gophers over the weekend. Brutal game. It was so cold in there. Uh, and... The Gophers had a good chance to win it. They should have won the football game. PJ was awfully conservative. He's kind of pissing me off recently. Um, and then it, it comes down to your six-year guy, Mo Ibrahim, inside the red zone, fumbling the ball uh, with, with just a couple minutes to go in the game. That's that's what it, you know, and they did get the ball back, and they had another chance. They got down past the 50, and then uh, Ethan throws the interception, trying to force one in there, gets tipped right into an Iowa defender's arms, and then he probably scored. Uh, although they did call him out at the 44-yard line, Iowa runs out the game. Brutal, brutal ending for the Gophers. Now seven losses in a row uh, to the Hawkeyes. PJ still winless against Kirk Ferentz. And, uh, yeah. Owen, did you say 0-7? Yeah. Seven in a row they've lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah against Iowa, that is just yeah. brutal. With a team that struggles to score, it's it's you can't make an excuse for PJ at this point. Like, I don't know if he's getting out-schemed. Or Iowa is just playing their best ball against us, or maybe a little bit of both. I mean, some uh, stuff that the balls didn't bounce our way at the end of the game. But PJ, I mean, against Iowa, I don't think they're a scary program, especially at this point this season. Maybe the past one or two seasons, and with our guys, it's yeah, it's, it's really disappointing. As long as they have Petrus as quarterback, I I always yeah. go in thinking we're going to win, and I do think. Uh, Mo's fumble was my fault because it was like one or two plays before I texted you guys my uh, future bet of Mo winning Heisman at like plus 8,000. I'm like, we're going to cash this shit. <laughs> and then two plays later, puts it on the ground. Yeah. I go, oh, God, sorry, and guys. It, he had an incredible game, like 260 yards yeah, or something. 39 but, carries. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah, Zachary? I was just going to 
to chime in and uh, ask, was that this season that Iowa um, only put up seven? They won seven to three against an FCS team. Yeah. Was that this year? I think it was South Dakota State. Somebody like that. And Didn't so they they're, went six to three against a conference. Oh, uh, they lost six to three six, versus Illinois. Can that's you believe? What it was. Dude, yeah. and the craziest thing I think I think I was now in line. Right? Was you guys? Tell, were you guys telling me that if they win next week, they're they're champions of the Big Ten West. If they beat Nebraska, they're in. That's but that's, uh, that's absolutely the yep. champions of the West. So no matter what, just put a major bet on uh, on whoever comes out of the Ohio East. State or Michigan. Yep. Yep, and we'll get into that game in just a second. Um, any other basketball, college football tidbits you guys want to get into? Just talk very picks? quick about the St. Thomas basketball team. Let's do it. Uh, they won tonight or Wednesday night, depending on when you're listening, against um, – oh, I'm totally blanking now. <laughs> Who did they just beat? I was watching the game. Milwaukee. They beat Milwaukee. And, Beal, maybe you can look this up. I think the Gophers play Milwaukee pretty soon here. Okay, let me check. So it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, – the spread or the game ends up for each school. But St. Thomas, I believe, now goes to 5-2. and two. They lost to Creighton, number nine in the country, by 12 points. And they lost to Montana by 19 in that tournament they were in. But they've beaten Troy, who beat Florida State. Um, they've beaten Merrimack. Couldn't tell you anything about their team. But second year in D1, you're taking down these programs. You're 5-2. and two. You're looking a hell of a lot better than the Gophers. I think we talked about it. The Gophers beat um, St. Francis out of Brooklyn by 18. St. Thomas beat that same team by 34. Um, uh, things are looking up and up for the Tommies. Right now, if you put the two against each other, I would take St. Thomas over Minnesota. And I know we talked about it on the podcast, how long it's going to take before St. Thomas is better than the Gophers. Right now, where they are right now, St. Thomas is, is playing really well with what they have. And it's, it's really cool seeing a bunch. I think there's eight Minnesota guys on the St. Thomas team. And just about everybody who starts or plays meaningful minutes for the go or for the Tommies, um, they're freshmen, which is which is super cool. So yeah, cool. Looking it's really it's really to fun to see yeah, super of fun. where the team's gonna be. I can't find Milwaukee on the Gophers schedule for this year. Okay, um, but yeah, the St. Francis Nugget we talked about that last week. Awesome, <clears throat> awesome Nugget there. Um, and and the Tommies, yeah, off to an unbelievable start. They had Creighton on the ropes in that second half, and they had a chance to pull it off, but unable to do so uh, but definitely who's the uh, freshman guard I think he's the best player Connor Rohde oh, from man. Milwaukee he went to Brookfield Central High School they were talking about it during the game today because it was in the University of, or at the University of Milwaukee same with Ben now from that same high school who's also a freshman but yeah um, Rohde has playing unbelievable this Probably year the best player on the team I think yeah. he's the best player on the team um, Riley Miller He's going to chuck up probably 10 three-pointers a game. Mm -hmm. And I think he is, I'll say it here, he's the best three-point shooter in the country. I know he finished in the top three last year. And you should see the games if you haven't watched them. They do not leave his hip at all during Mm -hmm. the game. And he takes these absurd shots where he's beyond the NBA three-point line. And he... He has to get so much power going into it that he jumps about four feet forward after he shoots it, <laughs> and he just splashes him. Yeah. And he's from Eden Prairie, went to Benilde. I think it's his fifth year now. Yep. He had nine threes two, two games ago, and it's it's a super fun team to watch. <laughs> they move the ball, and they, they try really hard, which if you can't one, say about these big uh, 10, major 5 D1 schools. Yeah, if you like watching good basketball, St. Thomas is a fantastic team to watch. I mean, I think it was Bellarmine, Bella, whatever that Bellarmine. school, who had a clip that, that went viral for for their passing. Yeah, Bellarmine um, uh, on Twitter this week. But St. Thomas isn't isn't much different than them. They they play an awesome brand of basketball. And John Tower is the best coach in the state, uh, in my in my opinion. Yeah, and one mind. thing about St. Thomas too, I think I'm pretty sure they were dogs today. I think they were plus. They were like plus two, plus three was okay. the spread. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, if uh, any and they had about an eight point are out there. Yeah. St. Thomas is a good one to take usually with the spread. They had an eight point lead for pretty much the whole second half. They ended up winning by four, so they were in control for most of the game. Didn't you tell me a stat about Riley Miller? I don't know if his last year or this year, but he went like three or five games in a row without attempting a two point shot, <laughs> <laughs> and we thought it was a big deal that he had like. Two two-point attempts last week. Or I, I certainly could have. I would totally believe the stat. He hit four threes in the game Wednesday night, and he shot one two-pointer I saw. It was kind of like a contested layup, did not hit the rim. So mm. I think it wasn't a foot-on-the-line mistake. Yep. No. <laughs> Stay behind the line, young man. Um, pick segment. You guys ready to go? Let's do it. Yep. Um, let's hop right into it. We're going to pick all three of the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day games. Uh, it's the Bills at the Lions. The Lions, last I checked, and Boone 
will definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Lions plus nine and a half. Zach, we'll start with you. I got to say this quick. Mm-hmm. His name is Andrew Rody. I've been saying <laughs> oh, Rody. Yeah. I think back and forth. I was just looking on through. It's Andrew Rody, the fre- the star freshman for St. Thomas. In my head, Good I catch. was thinking Cody. I'm like, no, Cody doesn't sound right. So I didn't I was say Connor, anything. but <laughs> they all don't sound right. All right. Lions are playing some good ball. Lions are playing some good ball. Let's go Lions. Lions are playing some good ball. Let's go Lions. <laughs> I love it. Uh, BG? It's minus nine and a half for Bills, you said? Yes, it is. In Detroit, I believe. It is. Uh, I'll take the Lions, too. I think they're they're a better team than most Lions. And teams. something I probably should have checked is Big Sean performing at halftime. Uh, per oh, Detroit native. Per year. He's, always money per, line. he's always performing at triple halftime. Triple down here. Big <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Boone, who do you like? Yeah, so I'm uh, going to stay with everyone else here. Lions, nine and a half. Won three in a row. Uh, Buffalo's going back to Detroit. Back-to-back weeks. Short week here. Uh, Tommy Doyle, my boy from Medina. He's out with an ACL tear. Mm. Automatic fade, the the Bills. <laughs> uh, and then Goff's playing like he doesn't want a rookie quarterback to come in. Goff's been playing well. He said, Bryce Young, go somewhere else. CJ Stroud, go somewhere else. I, I'm going to lead this team, so... Detroit yeah. nine and a half. I like the Lions as Minus well. Minus nine and a half. And I'm really upset. Line. <laughs> I didn't look up who was performing, but I'm taking the Lions and I'm riding with Big Sean in the boys. All right, Giants at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are minus 10. Zach, we'll start with you. Who do you like? Giants. I think it's going to be one of those weird things where the Giants end up beating the Cowboys and then it lo- makes us look horribly bad and then we're going to beat the Giants. So it's going to be one of those weird things, I think. PG? 10 is awfully a lot of points, um, especially in football, but I think I'm still going to go with the Cowboys. And Boone? OBJ's looking at this game. Where am I going to go? Detroit, or not Detroit, Dallas, New York. He's going to pick the winner. Dallas is going to cover. Dallas is going to slaughter him. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Cowboys are as good as we made them look last week, but I'm still going to pick them at home. I think they're rolling right now. They're hot. Um, let's go to the game we're all looking forward to. It's the Patriots at the Vikings. The Vikings minus two and a half. Zach, who do you like? I'm going to say one quick thing in the last game. I, I, I don't think... Zeke Elliott should start another game if for the Cowboys at all. I don't know if you guys were talking about that earlier. He should not start another game. Uh, they should trade in, him off. It, it, tied in on the contract, though. They almost have to play They, they got to get a, get rid of that contract, dude. It, it, Tony Pollard is is unbelievable. Yeah. And I, for years, you've been seeing that. He's been yep. outperforming Ezekiel Elliott. And, yeah, it's frustrating. It's kind of similar to the D-Lo Jordan McLaughlin scenario we were talking about. Yes, it is. On. Spot on. Good analogy. Uh, Vikings. Minus, uh, let's go Vikings win by three. There you go. PG. Uh, Vikings win by 10. Oh, you double down. Um, it actually had to be 12 and a half or a triple down. No, I'm, I'm just saying I don't have my triple okay. down, I don't think, this You're month, but I'm just calling it. Vikes. Boone, who do you like? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to – I like that we have a short week at home. I want to see how KOC responds with everyone. Don't trust Mac Jones. And I'm going to go Vikes alt line of six and a half. Okay. I like the Vikes as well. I think they bounce back. After the embarrassment on Sunday, get a lot of pressure on Mac Jones. Don't give up any stupid mistakes uh, on offense in terms of scooping scores, pick six, and then no special teams touchdowns for the Patriots. And I think it's a roaring success for the Vikings tonight at home. Uh, All right, let's go to Sunday's slate of games. We just have one in the NFL. It's the Packers at Philadelphia. Philly minus six and a half. Zach, who do you like? Uh, Forgive me. Forgive me for this one. Um, I wa- I'm rooting for the Packers. Okay. Uh, and I think the Packers are due for a run because that's just the narrative that the NFL wants to, pu- to push, that Rodgers isn't done yet. And uh, I really hate the guts out of Philly right now. So uh, Packers are going to call. Uh, pa- ah, I'd like the Packers to win, obviously. Philly looked horrible in that last game versus Indianapolis. Let's go Packers. You got it. Was that PG? a game time decision right there for you? No, it didn't you seem like it. Back no, and forth. I, I, I kept thinking that I was picking them to win, and then I just needed them to cover, so yep. it's for sure Packers. Just got to keep it close. BG? Um, if it was okay to say that I'm cheering for injuries, this game would be the game, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say that. Yep, thank uh, you for not saying I'll that. take the Eagles. There you go. Boom. Yeah, so the way you beat Philly, you run the ball. Jonathan Taylor, you run the ball. Do I trust A.J. Dillon cheating A.J. Dillon? Or Aaron Jones. <laughs> that might be a hot take. Uh, sorry, girl. Um, but, uh, no, you. I don't trust either of them to run the ball in Philly, even though Jordan Davis is, I think, still going to be out. But, uh, yeah, I think Philly covers. 
And here's a hot take. Rumors start flying, not only about A.J. Dillon, but also about Aaron Rodgers that he's going to retire at the end of the year or mid-year. Oh, I would love that more than anything. But I do think the Packers keep this one close. They're desperate. I don't think they're going to win the game, uh, but I think it's a field goal game. I like the Packers to cover. Um, let's go over to Saturday's slate, actually. It's Michigan at Ohio State. I believe it's an 11 o'clock kick. I don't have it written down here. But it's Ohio State at home, minus 6.5. Zach, we'll start with you. I heard news from a source of mine that their Heisman running back is, might, might be out. Michigan's. I uh, can't tell his name. Okay. Uh, yeah, the source or the running back? The, the <laughs> Both. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to go with Ohio State. They're going to win by double digits. I will also go with OSU. I think even with Michigan's running back, we've kind of see it each year when Ohio State plays that good game against a top Big Ten opponent and they just blow them out. Uh, Ohio State and C.J. Stroud are too good. Uh, before you give your pick, Boone, and you guys can can change. I guess you could both pick. Uh, are you picked Ohio State? Who'd you pick, Zach? Ohio State, State too. Um, Yeah, Blake Corm is his name. Uh, Harbaugh said on Tuesday that there is going to be no update uh, as far as during the week. So we're going to find out on Saturday whether he's in or out um, for that one. Boone? I trust your source. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I go Ohio State. I think uh, C.J. Stroud, so I looked it up, he is the uh, minus 120 favorite to win the Heisman. So I think he, he really comes out. Dominates the number three team in the country, uh, puts up four touchdowns, and I don't see. What's OSU uh, number two? Yeah, and I don't see uh, what's JJ McCarthy. Is that Michigan's? I think his name's JJ McCarthy. Yeah, uh, I don't see him being able to compete in a shootout. Plus, Ohio State lost last year to Michigan, so I think there's a lot of revenge on their mind, and I hope that khaki wearing POS takes a big L, and uh, Ohio State runs the table, and then. Beats up on Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, that's so they, uh, they'll cover. <laughs> that's looking that way. And how awesome it would be if Iowa lost to Nebraska this week and they didn't get in. I think Purdue would go then. I want to say, or yep. maybe Illinois. Purdue. I'm not sure who has Purdue. The, okay, uh, so that would be awesome. But I like Ohio State as well. I mean, they obviously got crushed last year by Michigan at Michigan. Uh, I like Ohio State in the bounce back uh, and going back to the college football playoff. I hate the hook of seven and a half though. That's the worst hook. Yeah, I said six and a half. It is actually seven and a half. Uh, it was changed, but I don't think that's going to change anybody's pick. Uh, all right, there you have it. Pick segment for week eleven. Oh, excuse me, week twelve and week thirteen in college football. Uh, an update on the standings from last week. Big time switch ups here as Andy went zero and seven on the week with his triple down Iowa minus six and a half. Not hitting, not even close to hitting, uh, as Iowa <laughs> one by three. Uh, <laughs> not even close to hitting. Randy, 0 and 7. He was 19 and 11 going into this week. He's now 19 and 18 and firmly in third place. Uh, BG, you were in second going into the week. You were 1 and 4 on the week, 17 and 11 going into it. Now 18 and 5 overall. I had 18, the only 15. 18 and 15 <laughs> overall. I had the only. Positive week three and two. It was a tough slate of games that we picked, um, moving my record from seventeen and fifteen to seventeen. Uh, t- sorry, twenty and seventeen. That's just ahead of BG. Both uh, three games above five hundred, but a couple more wins on my side with an extra triple down that I hit. I think in September before we kind of established our rules, but uh, <laughs> they have it. And Zach two and five last week. Your triple down of the week did not hit. It was the Vikings minus nine. Uh, that one, a barn burner down <laughs> to the end. So but. you guys picked Vikes and Cowboys last week? Yep. What did you pick? I think everybody picked the Vikes, including Randy. Everybody Go picked the, the Vikes. Sheet. I had the Cowboys. Wow. Did oh, what did you actually think was going to happen? They were he, going to he lose. You probably did. I didn't, put, I didn't put any of your picks in here. I'm sorry. I didn't give you any of my picks. But no, I just thought it was a huge oh, you letdown didn't game. Him. Okay, Parker might have. Yeah, uh, yeah big, big letdown game. You were right there. Nine. Two minutes. So, Zach, Goodbye. after the two and five week, um, now nine and 15 overall. I'll talk money on um, All right, now for a very special treat to wrap the show. We got Cash Cab with, what's the host's name again? Ben Bailey. Ben Bailey. Zach Bailey, take it away. All right, gentlemen, this is a pleasure. Um, thank you for having me on. Do some Cash Cab. I, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the categories today 
We're going to keep it pretty simple. Okay. It's going to be Thanksgiving football. Okay. Ooh. Which which is going to incorporate rivalry week four college football as well. Love it. I hope you have the pop culture one for Boone. He's been and pop culture, yeah. Yep. Got some pop culture. Right here. It's okay. Town Senior. Yep. Town Senior. So, uh, Mr. Town. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start one. This is one that's going to be the odd one out just because I thought it was a really cool trivia fact. Um, and it had something to do with a couple weeks ago. I suppose I didn't check if it happened on Thanksgiving weekend, but you never know. But anyway, so when Tennessee played Georgia, I know the TV said it differently. It said three versus one, but it was officially a two versus one, I think, in the AP poll or something. And it was the first. um, It was one of very few regular season um, games versus the one and the two seed. Um, Some history behind that. In the regular season in history, since 2000, there's only been a handful of one-two matchups. Ohio State has played in and won two of them, both in 2006. And there's some other teams that have been involved, which are the two teams that happened to last. Who did it happen to last with the number one and two teams played before Georgia and Tennessee? And what year did it happen? Florida and somebody, I would guess, like Tebow versus somebody in the SEC. Do you think? Yeah. What was okay, the, so who else was good that year? So Tebow was Texas was, good? Was Tebow I don't even after. Oh seven to oh nine? Was that when <clears> Tebow was quarterback? I almost feel like oh six was Well I feel like 06 was part of it. Oh seven was that the Rose Bowl maybe of 06, 06, USC yeah. and, yeah. and Texas. That might have been the, So maybe Florida and Texas. Does can I ask a clarifying question? Yep. Is it regular season or? So this is only regular season. Okay. Last regular season so time I they played. I can't see USC and Texas playing, but maybe they did. No. What about Florida and Texas? Uh, yeah. Florida uh, and Bama? Well, Could Florida and Bama have to be a, one it'd have and be comp- It'd have to be teams in the same conference. That's what I'm saying, where like the SEC is the only, right? maybe the Big Ten, but I mean, what, it would have been Jim Trestle, Ohio State versus Penn, Penn State, State, Michigan? Yeah. Penn State or Michigan. I like SEC a little more than Big Ten. I don't mind Florida. I feel that seems right. I feel like Tebow definitely had a game where he would have played number two. Yeah, who was really good back then down there? They've always been good because that's how college sports work. I feel like a shot in the dark would be Florida and Bama just because Bama. Or like Florida, Florida State. That'd be a game that they'd have this week because it's it's hate week. That would be pretty cool. Florida, Florida State. What about you? But like, who came out of Florida State in that time period? Uh, there probably was somebody. I what just about USC, know, they good, UCLA? Was UCLA ever, ever oh, that no, good? No. I don't know if, if they were number two or, or like one Texas A and M. Could be Texas, Texas A and M. Z Bailey, I don't like this question. This is a tough this one. It is a tough one. I didn't mean to come somebody, out real hard. I don't, I don't know. Real hot and heavy here. It's going to be. So one somebody guess, I would guess. Florida, Bama? I don't Florida, Bama. Yeah, but no, Bama would play Auburn. Bama wouldn't be playing Florida this week. But it doesn't have to be. Rivalry. This one This one didn't. I didn't know if it happened. I don't think this one happened on every week. This oh, okay. is just in general. We can do Florida, Bama. But I just I think don't. that's probably the best odds. Yeah, we got a lot more questions and people yeah. are listening. So right, I say go. we just keep it going. Yeah. Let me read it Florida, to you. Alabama. Number one, LSU led by Joe Burrow and an historic offense take down number two Alabama in a regular season clash in Tuscaloosa, 46-41. Before that, before that, it was um, before 2010. So it hadn't happened in the regular season in like nine or ten years. Mm-hmm. Well, we're still in the cab. We're still in the cab. Okay. Yes, you are. All right, let's move on to Thanksgiving here. Vikings have an all-time Thanksgiving record of 6-2 and two and have not played on Thanksgiving Day since which year? Nope, you're good. Since what oh, year? And then I'll 20, do a follow up. 2017, we were 8 and 2 when we played that year, too. I'm almost positive. Sweet. Who do we play and what happened? Either the Lions, Cowboys, the Cowboys. or. I want to say the Boys, and we. No. We probably, if it was the Cowboys, I think we lost. We since lost, I think yeah. we're 0 4 at least the last, maybe. But I want to say we are going in to Thanksgiving week 8 and 2, and that was the year. Case Keenum brought us to the NFC Championship. And we probably wouldn't have lost to the Lions. I so can't. I say we 2017 lost to the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Sure. Cool answer. Beat the Lions. Ooh. Beat the Lions. I think that's the year I had that crazy, um, crazy long national anthem. Oh, I think that's, with Aretha? I think that? so. Yep. Aretha Franklin? Damn. Yep. 
But you got it. Hey, on 17, which team is the only team in the NFL to never play on Thanksgiving Day? Mm. Smallest market. Cincinnati. Houston. Yeah. Jacksonville. Cleveland. I feel like there's some country-loving people down in Houston. But, I mean, Houston and Jacksonville, I think, are the newest teams. I like Jacksonville. I feel like they haven't played on Thursday. There's no way like they, they would put the Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want people Should to go, watch TV. Jaguars? Let's go Jaguars. Good stuff, guys. Let's nice go. one. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. All right. Didn't mean to keep, these, are, these are tough questions, but I knew yeah. you could handle them. That's why I did it to you. <laughs> the New England Patriots. They're throwing Blaine Gabbard out <laughs> on national television. <laughs> or, uh, or Byron Leftwich. No, who is the guy from Central Florida, UCF? Oh, Blake Bortles. Yeah. Bortles. Couldn't throw the ball, but he, he was okay. Uh, he, he led with a great 2017 AFC Championship game, I think. They almost won it, too. Couldn't believe that. It was Brady, Keenum, Foles and Bortles. Oh, that's yeah, was that right. Or no, I think it was 2017. 2017, 2018. Dude, they, okay, Bortles. He had. I remember in the play, play, one of the playoff games under 100 yards passing, but they won. Yeah, I think versus the Bills. Was unbelievable Ramsey, defense. Yeah. Unique Ngakwe. Um. So going. New England uh, Patriots are three and two all time on Thanksgiving. The last time they played, what infamous moment occurred, and what year did it happen? Was it the butt fumble? Did they end on that. That was the Jets. I know, but they might have been that could have been in that game. Was it against the Patriots? It was definitely a primetime game, I remember. Yeah. Who's that against? Okay, so it might be that one. The butt fumble? What about I like, think that was this week. I saw that on Twitter this week. What weekend. about okay. like if you feel confident? Deflate gate? No, that was the Super Bowl, the AFC championship. Yeah, wasn't game. that okay. playoffs? Yeah. I would go butt fumble. I guess if you feel yeah, like if you you're good with I don't, I'm just throwing stuff out there. So what else has happened with the Patriots? Spying on other Ooh, teams. Spying. It could be Spygate. Spygate. I think that was playoffs too, though. I could be wrong about that. I like Spygate more than Butt Fumble. I do too, because I don't know who the, the Jets are playing. I, I like Spygate. Who wants to say it with a lisp? Spygate. <laughs> butt Fumble. fumble. <laughs> oh, damn. You were confident. Yeah. 2012. That was the last time the Patriots played. It was that night game. Okay. All right. Exactly 3,000 yard passing. By this man on Thanksgiving Day holds the record for Thanksgiving passing. Matt Stafford, like most all time, most all time. Yeah, I like that. He's been in the limelight for a long time, and he's had Megatron for a lot of those years. Yeah, I like. And they play every year. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Stafford. Matthew Stafford, next one, boys. That one was easy, dude. (laughs) You you messed up big time saying that. (laughs) Most career receiving yards on Thanksgiving. Megatron, (laughs) Calvin Johnson, or. Would it be Michael Irvin? Des or Bryant. Is it Des Bryant. It or might Des be Des Bryant. Bryant. Randy Moss after that one game. <laughs> yeah. The one, the one yeah, three catches, I, 163 I like yards. Des Bryant better than Calvin Johnson, but I, I like Des more than Michael Irvin. Calvin Johnson, I don't know if I like and Des I more think than Calvin. Knowing how Ben Bailey works, he probably wouldn't give us Calvin Johnson after Stafford. Yeah. So maybe we go true. Des. But does he know Brady Galbraith too much that he would do that? Yeah, I'm just a random guy in his cap. I like Des Bryant. Let's do it. Lock it in. You're on the right track. Michael I'll give Irving. I'm giving you another try. It's not Michael Irving. Give me another try. Right track. Does that mean they're a cowboy player? Okay. I like CD Lamb. It could be. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Third year. Oh, Jason Witten. They're tight end. Mm. Romo That's liked almost him. sad. Who's going to have a receiver with Romo? Nobody that. Are, who are we missing? I feel like there's one guy that we're missing. Somebody obvious, too. So we're on the right track, so it's Dallas, probably. Or Ben Bailey's just an asshole. <laughs> I don't know, throw out a name. Keep I don't know who it's going to be. Other I like Whitten. Jason Whitten. Yeah, I like that. I, I feel like I've seen him on TV a lot with that turkey leg after. You know how they do with the play you of the game. yards or catches? Yards. Witten let's go, let's go Jason Whitten. Jason Whitten. Oh, let's go. <laughs> pretty crazy. I think that's a pretty cool wow. one. Pretty that cool is. one. All right, let's go. Most touchdowns in a single Thanksgiving game. Who Probably threw my, it? Oh. Quarterback? Quarterback. Dante, Dante? With six. Oh, I, I don't think Dante, Dante. Dante. This one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one of the names. Held by two people, Bob Greasy in 77 and some guy in 04. 04. So it wouldn't be Aikman. <clears throat> Manny? John Kitna. <laughs> No. Who are some <laughs> old lines? It's probably yeah, but it doesn't even have to be. Yeah, I know. But, like, what are the other teams? 
What'd you say, Peyton Manning? <laughs> Manning. I kind of like that. Manning, Drew Brees, Tom yeah. Brady. It's probably like Blake Bortles. <laughs> I, I like Peyton game. Manning. All right, let's yeah, go, Peyton. We'll go, Peyton Manning. Worth the guess. Nice. Is that Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning. Well done. 04, yep. Wow. Good job. All right, this one's kind of cool. Most career rushing yards and rushing touchdowns on Thanksgiving. It's got to be Barry On Sanders. one day or over the yeah. career? Career, sorry. got to be Barry, right? Barry or... Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Yeah. Barry. I like Barry Sanders. I like Barry. All right. Lock it in. It's Emmett. Oh, it's Emmett. We should have known. You're good. I think this is maybe the last for the Thanksgiving Day performances. With 18 touchdowns apiece, name the two quarterbacks who've thrown the m- most touchdowns in Thanksgiving Day history. Stafford Romo. Mm, I like that confidence. I'm just trying to think like. That's what I like what about, about you like doing your, your confidence. As and I get yeah. As football progresses, I feel like I like Romo more than Aikman. Just yeah. they pass a lot more than that era did. That's right. exactly like if you've saying. seen that touchdown graphic with like Mahomes compared to like the all-time greats, it's just silly. I would, I would feel confident. All right, let's that. do it. Stafford it and Romo. Well done. Yeah. Well that done. Was automatic. Right, this will be the. Was, well, excuse Stafford, me. That that was Stafford, so automatic. Stafford's an obvious one, and then Romo. It's like, did you throw an interception? Yeah, <laughs> that, you, what, Romo's t- tough on that you fumble one. Fumble extra points. What'd you do here? I totally forgot, and maybe it's to his benefit. I totally forgot about Romo's career in the NFL, which is because he's such a good. He's so awesome. He's so awesome. Him and Jim Nance are just dude. Music. They were, even we were getting whooped on the Vikings, and even though they were poking oh, he a little was a bit, homer. they were they were poking. I don't think so. I think Romo's on I that side. He did a good job. I think he's on the side of like he doesn't like the Cowboys too much. I think that's how I feel about I think him. He was trying to they, keep neutral, and I thought he did a pretty good job. They showed him. I don't know if you guys heard this, but they showed him on the big screen I at the game, that. and the whole stadium booed. Yeah, the Vikings, they also showed the another thing. guy on the on the screen at the stadium. Yeah, they did. If you saw that, yeah, Johnny Sins. No, they did not. He was at the game. Was he doing there? Military. He was in military, and somebody <laughs> tweeted like, "Hey, my uncle or whatever is a huge Vikings fan. Can you show him like he's it's a, he's, on, like, he's like overseas, but he loves the Vikings." Was it an absolute? Was it a joke? No, no, it's real. Well, they it showed it, but they didn't know. Like they wouldn't put that on as a but joke. They didn't know who it was. Wait, so was he actually with Johnny Simpson? In, in, was he a military guy or no? Yeah. No, it was just for like. A shoot, I'm sure, that he was in military gear. But how doesn't a Vikings intern? <laughs> well, we were talking like, about that. that. Who's going to be the person that speaks up and say, oh, we can't do it because that's him? Who's going to admit to knowing that guy? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, no way. All right, you got another question for us? Yes, yes. All right, I, this, is, this is the last Thanksgiving one. Perfect. Um, and then I think there's one more after this, maybe two. Well, actually, I lied. There's a couple more Thanksgiving, and I think that, that's what we're going to end it at. I'll take a look at that after. Uh, name the... Besides the Jacksonville Jaguars, there are three teams to Texans. never have never won a Thanksgiving games. Never won a Thanksgiving uh, game. There's three of them. You just got to name. So Jags just give one me one of them. Besides the Jags, besides the Jaguars, Jaguars. Oh, so there's Texans. four total. Just give me one of them. You guys can give me three answers if you want. Seahawks. I just seen I, I like putting like the Browns in there, but uh, I feel like they were an early team. Were they? Good. Yeah. Texans, I don't know if they've ever won a yeah, game. Yeah, I like the Texans. They've been good with, like, Andre Johnson, but maybe not Thanksgiving games. I don't like the Browns, no offense. No, I'm going to lock in it. the Texans. I feel pretty good about that. Not the Texans. They won a mm-hmm. game sometime. I don't know when. What about, like, the Rams? Yeah. The Rams? I don't hate that. Let's Rams lock it in. Not Rams. You guys got one <laughs> guess left. Okay. Who else could it be? Does it make sense, do you think? Or is it just, like, a random team? Uh, I don't know. Carolina. Yeah, I'm not sure. Panthers. Yeah. During that Cam Newton era, they were pretty good. Yeah, they were. And they would want him on primetime. Yeah. Who don't they want on primetime? Did we already say the Bengals? Stafford, but they're screwed. What are you saying? We didn't say the Bengals, did we? No, but I was kind of thinking about the Bengals. Bengals would be a good Ooh, one. I have a, Maybe I have the Raiders. I have a theory here. I was thinking Raiders and Bengals. What if the... Commies, aka the Redskins. Oh, ooh, uh, America. I'll give you on that one. Not on that technicality. Redskins slash Commies are not on the list, so you're good. They won. A, they won okay. one with the Redskins. Well, you'll bleep that out. Well, yeah, we'll bleep the Redskins out. A couple <laughs> that was times good. There, three times now. Uh, all right, let's get a couple guesses out there. Keep this thing moving. Um, Cardinals. I'd go Bengals. Let's go Bengals. Bengals. Nice. Go. Good job. Let's go Oakland. Raiders. The Raiders. No, 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 no. Don't. I don't want to lock it in. All right. See ya. <laughs> John Madden would have won a Thanksgiving game. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. And we know just how right. facial expression. Couple guesses. Seahawks. Seahawks and Titans. Final in. answer. Mm-mm, neither. 
card. Who is it? Browns Buccaneers. Mm. Oh, we had the Browns. Buccaneers, Buccaneers have been in there for a while. Browns have been in there even longer. Oh my goodness, that's sad. All right, guys. To keep this rolling, let's do one last one. This is a pretty cool one. Perfect. Name the top four teams in order of appearances on Thanksgiving Day. Cowboys America team. Cowboys Lions. Browns maybe. Wait, what do you mean in order of appearance? So. In appearances of a Thanksgiving game, so number, number one, never mind. Number, oh, the, like the number one team has been in there eighty. Let's see here. Yeah, that's the Cowboys. I think so. It's Cowboys line eighty-one times. But is that the right order? Probably. Yeah. Patriots. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like the Patriots. And who three. else has been good and for a while? Four would be like another big market. Maybe the Giants. So I'll, I'll say this yeah. fifth for the second place team. The first place team eighty-one. The second place team. 53. The third place team is 30. Let me do the math. 36. Okay. Let's go. Let's lock in one at the Cowboys. We go good with that? Yeah. Cowboys. I'm going to let you redo that one. Lions will lock in. Lions and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys with 50. 53. Then I I think it's a big market. I would say it's like either the Patriots, the Giants. I don't know, maybe the 49ers. Yeah, Ooh. I like 49ers. 49ers. They've been California good. team. Yeah. Because Chargers, San Diego, it's a small market, and St. Louis, Rams. Right. 49ers. We're not, not locking that in, but I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clever. Oakland? Nar. Nar. Okay. Nar, nar, nar. Giants, I kind of like. I like the Giants. I like East Coast teams, Giants, Jets. Oh, maybe Eagles. The Eagles. They're big markets. Yeah. That's a good one. Any of those hit? None. <laughs> wow. Um, we're saying oh, old, Patriots. Old rivalry. Old rivalry. Both these teams are in it. Bears. Bears and, Bears and Lions. That's Bears a big rivalry. Lions, yeah. And then who's the other one? Cowboys and but the Reds. The Commanders won one game. Bears and Dolphins. Or haven't won a lot. It's probably not. Would you say 80s, Bears Dolphins? They were rivals in the eighties. They play like once for three years in the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll go Chicago Bears next. Bears a third. Okay. Okay. Like big rivalry with the Cowboys. No, big rivalry with the Cowboys. They're already in Giants. Oh. No, he already said the Giants, wasn't it? Um, it's got to be Washington, right? It's the only other team yeah. the Giants have or the Cowboys have. A, the Skins. Yeah. Let me let me rephrase this. No skins. The in the, there either, the rivalry right? is not with one of the teams. Oh. So the Bears misleading. The, the the Bears have a big rivalry with the fourth place team. The Packers. Vikings. Yeah, Packers. Packers. Yeah. Uh, they've been around. I, I don't know. The Vikings have played in a lot of. But think, they've had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for the past, what, 40 years? We've had Josh years. Freeman. Yeah. When he came in as a free yeah. agent. Yeah, I would, Packers I would is fourth. Packed. That's got to be it. Lions, Cowboys, Bears, Packers. Yeah, I forgot about the Packers. That's mm-hmm. Just, I got one more weird one if you want to hear it. Otherwise, sure. you guys want to end it with one weird one? Sure. Yep. This one's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's cool, though. It's a cool question. So that one. All right. The. Let's see here. Where did this go? The most common Thanksgiving rivalry in FBS, in FBS football history. Um, as determined by percentage of games, played 59 times on Thanksgiving, 47% of all their all-time meetings. It was an annual date through 1965. So this is an old rivalry, East Coast. Ivy League? Harvard, 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 Yale. Harvard, Yale. Uh... Yeah, I got nothing. East Coast, nothing else is jumping out. I mean, it could for be Penn football. State. The only thing that was jumping out was yeah. maybe Notre Dame, but then he said East Coast and Harvard, Yale. Oh, what about the military schools? Army, Navy. Oh, it could be Army, Navy. Yeah, that's a weird one too. Mm-hmm. Let's lock that in. But that would be a good one, Boo Boone. I don't think those campuses are East Coast. One of them's in what Virginia. Which is kind of East Coast. The other one's I think the in Navy is. I in think like I thought Navy North was Virginia, in... and then the Army's in just outside of New York City. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. All right, well I think that's wrong. Should we go Harvard I like Yale? Harvard Yale. Harvard Yale. Harvard Yale. Yeah, or Harvard Cornell. I'll give you this one. Yale and Princeton 
oh. are the oldest Thanksgiving rivalry. They started in 1876. Ivy, sorry, <laughs> Ivy League. It stays in the Ivy League. Neither Yale nor Princeton nor Harvard, but it's in the Ivy League. Dartmouth of the most percentage of total games Cornell in total games and Brown. You got one of those. Dartmouth and Brown. Brown and Dartmouth. Brown and Penn. Oh, you, you, all, and all Penn. of them have been said. All uh, been said. Brown and Dartmouth. Penn and Cornell. <laughs> Penn <laughs> and Dartmouth. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> have we said it right? Yeah. Uh, yes, it's been said right. Yeah. <laughs> the Penn answer out of nowhere. That's not a bad one. Penn. Yeah. I like Dartmouth Brown. Penn. Penn and Dartmouth. Did you say that? Was uh, that your comment? No, I didn't, I didn't say Dartmouth. I said Penn and Cornell. All right, let's do it. Lock it in? Yeah. Nice one, fellas. There we go. Let's go. Penn and Cornell. I'll let, uh, I'll let Brady take this one away. Thank you, fellas. That, uh, that wraps up uh, Thanksgiving trivia. There we go. Lovely way to end it before the break. Go Vikes tonight. Skull Vikes tonight. And uh, hopefully we got the axe after Saturday's win over the Badgers. See you all then. And day after day I'm more confused And I look for the light in the pouring rain You know that's a game I hate to lose And I'm feeling the strain Oh, ain't it a shame Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Won't you take me away, yeah Beginning to think that I'm wasting time I don't understand the things I do The world outside looks so unkind I'm counting on you To carry me through Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Won't you take me away, My mind is free, you know melody can move me, and when I'm feeling blue, the guitar's coming through to soothe me, thanks for the joy that you've given me. I want you to know that I believe in your soul Oh yeah A rhythm and rhyme harmony You help me along Oh, making me strong Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away Drift away Don't, don't don't Give me the people free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Don't you take me away?